you so much for taking the time today. I'm really excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you are the host of the Take 30 podcast. I'm mm -hmm. really interested to hear more like how you got into podcasting, what made you interested in starting one and like what led you to specifically doing it about mental health? Okay, so um, the podcast started, you know, well, this, well, I'll just say, put it this way. It was supposed to start like in 2020, like mm -hmm. when the pandemic started, but, um, you know, I was really nervous, you know, to, to start podcasting because like, that is like totally out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, and I also didn't really know exactly what I wanted to focus on if I were to start a podcast during that time. So mm -hmm. I realized like, you know, I was thinking about mental health and how it's, just not you know talked about enough no, nobody really talks about their struggles because you know they're masking it you know behind the scenes um so I really started the podcast to kind of you know let others know that it's okay you know not to be okay and mm -hmm. um to seek help if you need to because like you know I'm in therapy right now um mm -hmm. I just started therapy back in March mm -hmm. and um you know, I struggle a lot with social anxiety since I was like, when I say about when I was young, I would say about like three, four years old, mm -hmm. you know, I making friends was like very difficult for me. Like I, mm -hmm. you know, I couldn't really communicate as well mm -hmm. compared to other people. Like they're, they're more like social, they were not as socially awkward as I was, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, you know, and, and, during that time too, I never, I never seeked therapy. Like I always thought that I was, you know, very shy, introverted, whatever, but I always knew that there was more to it than just shyness. And so that's, you know, kind of what led me into therapy. And also um, I, I really started this podcast to kind of, you know, share other people's stories, other people's journeys. And so that, you know, maybe somebody who's listening to it can relate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I relate to you on that because I I was like really scared to I'm much fresher to this um so I relate to you in in like kind of the fear of like putting your voice out there mm -hmm. do you feel like for you it's been for so for me it's been really like afraid to just come on here and kind of treat it as like a personal diary almost because it's mm -hmm. felt kind of um I don't know what the exact word is, but I feel almost like I shouldn't be just sitting here talking about myself and like what I'm going through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I also realized, like you said, like maybe someone else relates and that's cool if they can listen to it and like find something that they resonate with and maybe like seeing someone else go through something similar is really helps them. Right. Um, so how did you kind of get over, cause you were saying you dealt with like some more social, social anxiety. Mm -hmm. How did you kind of get over that and how did you like find the confidence to just start one and kind of just step one? Well, um, you know, like, okay, well, I'm going to put it this way, um, as best as I can explain it, but like, I, you know, I always treat, you know, you know, especially social anxiety as a work in progress, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm doing better every single day mm -hmm. and, you know, especially, you know, doing the podcasts, I, I had to ask myself, you know, this question, like, if not now, then, you know, when are you going to do it? Because like, I was more 
focused on what other people were going to think. So I had to, you know, ask myself this question, like, well, if you don't put it out now, then when are you going to put that first episode out? Mm -hmm. You know, it'll be years and years and years, you know, later. And then you'll look back at it and say, gosh, I wish I had put it out, put my podcast out, you know, sooner. Mm -hmm. So I had to, you know, overcome that fear and forget about basically what other people are thinking Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, say, you know what, I'm going to put this out there, you know, if people like it, you know, they great, fine. But if not, you know, they can always, you know, turn it off, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I had to get past that first step. Mm-hmm. and just releasing that first episode and my dad too he kind of was kind of helping me like get out of that you know mm-hmm. come get out of my comfort zone and say you know like he was basically saying the same thing like um if not now then when are you going to do it so you need to put your put the first episode out there and get over that first step that mm-hmm. first little hump you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah and it's funny like it's never as bad as you think it is right like it's there's more <laughs> fear about like taking the step versus actually taking it because then afterwards you're kind of like it's it wasn't it's not that that bad mm-hmm. and at the end of the day I don't think anyone is it, it we think like people are thinking about us more than they are no right <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of um maybe discouraging in a way mm-hmm. um so what is kind of your 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 background um with mental health like is it is it um professionally at all or is it just like your own journey with mental health like your own journey with mental it's, health it's basically my own journey okay yeah okay mm-hmm. so it's just something you were interested in and because of your own personal stuff yes mm, okay okay mm-hmm. and why do you um or h- how do you think therapy kind of helps you the most like what I've always viewed I've, I've had a history with therapy as well mm-hmm. I've always viewed it as um like a toolkit mm-hmm. where I can kind of like pull out of it in the future, not mm-hmm. necessarily like I need to go when something is happening, but just I want to go to maintain mm-hmm. kind of just build on those tools. Yeah. And like, that's kind of like, I agree with you. Like, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, um, but like for me, you know, I, I, you know, talking to somebody, you know, they'll give me like extra, you know, tools like you know meditation and you know stuff that you know I can use when you know I'm feeling very anxious you know depressed um and you know those kind of tools have allowed me to has helped me and also talking just talking to somebody and opening up Mm -hmm. because I'm the type of person that you know doesn't really open up that often Mm -hmm. and so um yeah and so you know when I first started you know, therapy, like, I was very scared to open up, I'm opening up to somebody who I've never, you know, I don't know. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was kind of scary taking that first step. But Mm then um, after a while, I started feeling more comfortable, you know, talking to her after we do been doing a few sessions together. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, it's helped me a lot as far as like communicating better and, you know, using some of the, those tools that she's given me Mm -hmm. to kind of, um, you know, cope in situations where I feel um, anxious, especially like in a social situation. Okay. 
Yeah, anxiety is something I've always, I, I don't struggle with the social anxiety part per se, mm-hmm. but anxiety in general, that's kind of what I've struggled with in the past. What mm-hmm. are some like tools do you feel like you've kind of strengthened or discovered through therapy? Like what are some techniques that you think therapy's kind of shown you? Like I, I feel like for me, the, it, the experience has been very like grounding practices, things yeah. to kind of ground you in reality. Mm-hmm. That grounding, you know, like you said, has, you know, those are some of the tools that I take away. Another thing is like, I'm not sure if you know this, like this, you know, you know, the three things you see, the three things you hear, it's the three, three, Mm -hmm. three technique, you know, that's the one that I use the Mm -hmm. most. And also like journaling, you know, just getting all my thoughts on um, a pencil, just a piece of paper and pencil. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm able to identify, okay, like what is causing me to feel this way, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I, if I see it on a piece of paper, I can go, okay, you know, this is what's, this is what I'm feeling. And I'm, you know, and just, you know, being able to just write it down on a, in a journal, Mm -hmm. um, kind of has helped me, you know, see, you know, actually see, read like my emotions and what, you know, I've been going through. So getting to like the root cause of what is causing the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel like it actually is attached to, a specific thing or do you think anxiety is something that we all just experience like as a species and we kind of like attach it to something going on in our life but maybe it doesn't actually have to do with that situation that's happening it's just something that happens to us as humans yeah um I think I mean the way that I think of anxiety is like I think about like (laughs) um I'm kind of like a voice in your head mm-hmm. you know and it's like I'm I'm in a room or I'm in like yeah I'm in a room I'm in a very dark room and it's like filled with you know and it's it's almost like it's I can't I can't exactly you know describe it but it's like I'm in a room of like it's it's very dark and you know it's hard to see like the light if you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and you know I think our brains you know think that you know I don't know um <laughs> that's a good question I, I kind of get what you're saying but it's, <laughs> it's it's kind of like you I think that that's why meditation comes in because you get to kind of literally sit in the dark with your thoughts if you just close your eyes sit with the thoughts mm-hmm. and then kind of pick them apart this is I'm just asking this question because my stance on anxiety is maybe a little bit different than others Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone is predisposed to anxiety more than others because of um, necessarily a genetic standpoint Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is nurture um and kind of what you were grown up in the environment you were raised in and kind of what you were what you saw as a child or what Mm -hmm. you saw your parents do as a child um, or friends or just habits that you adopted Mm -hmm. and then how that's kind of playing in into your adult life right now Um, and I think when anxiety shows up at least for me I notice that it's there Mm-hmm. And instead of attaching something that's going on in my current life to the feeling, um, 
I, and I do do that a lot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm anxiety. I'm anxious because of this thing that's going on. But in reality, this situation was going on yesterday and I wasn't feeling anxious about it. So when I give it that context, I'm able to notice that maybe it's not about the situation and it's just that this energy just, it just comes up. This feeling mm -hmm. just arises and it's, it's our responsibility to not attach it to something if we want to keep from spiraling. Ooh, I, yeah, I, I, I get it, you know, and I think that's where I was trying to correlate it, but I wasn't putting it in those exact words and you kind of said it perfectly. <laughs> it's hard to put it into words, right? Because it's mm -hmm. such an interesting feeling. And I think we, we give it such a negative connotation sometimes, but sometimes anxiety can also feel like an excitement. Like when you feel excited about something, can also it kind of is like the feeling you get when you're anxious like kind of that tension in our in our core mm -hmm. um so i think it's a feeling we all feel relatively the same but some of us just attach it to negative experiences versus positive ones mm -hmm. um but then again i don't know there there's there's so many things that i don't deal with that other people deal with like depression is something that has always been very um, like I, I've been very curious about it because it's not something I've struggled with per se, but I mm -hmm. know people who are, who are just inclined to feeling more depressed than anxious. They're like, I don't really deal with anxiety, but I, it's very easy for me to fall into depression. Depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, everybody, everybody has their struggles mm -hmm. and, um, you know, some some people you know may not struggle with like any kind of anxiety but maybe struggle with depression mm -hmm. and you know so like you know everybody everybody's kind of like on their own journeys um mm -hmm. as far especially um with their mental health and mm -hmm. you know so yeah and I definitely agree with everything you just said do you think that do you think that a lot of it is do you think we're predisposed to these things or do you think that it comes about because of how you kind of grow up and in, in your surroundings and environment? Like, do you think it leans one way or the other? Or do you think it's kind of like a balance? Ooh, um, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think depending on the situation, like um, it could be like, you know, the environment, maybe that you know, so you, some people grow up in, mm -hmm. um, and then also it could be like, you know, a balance, like you were saying, um, I think, you know, the, it honestly just, you know, kind of depends, mm -hmm. um, so like, you know, some people, you know, they kind of take off, like, some of their anxieties, you know, from maybe their parents, mm -hmm. and, you know, others, you know, it could be, you know, a balance, you, you know, I'm, um, mm -hmm. you know, and so I'm not sure. I'm, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So <laughs> it is kind of a balance is what you're saying. It's kind mm -hmm. of a balance between the both. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we like fall into, it's really easy to fall into saying like, well, my mom deals with anxiety. So now I obviously deal with anxiety. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I really believe it's such a choice. Like mm -hmm. you can make the choice to associate yourself with some sort of family pattern and continue to be the anxious person or continue to be the depressed person. Mm -hmm. Or you decide 
okay, my family's this way. It doesn't mean I have to be this way. I can choose to come out of this, but I probably have to just make maybe more difficult decisions than someone else that hasn't been raised around this kind of environment or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I was going to say something else, but yeah, I, yeah but then I, I think my mind completely went blank. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are you uh, like looking to get into the mental health field, like for career wise, or like tell me more about kind of um, oh, what your goals oh, okay. are in that area? So, I'm not going to be going into the mental health field, mm-hmm. um, but like, because I do want to advocate for mm. um, mental health, you mm. know, so like, I'm more of like a mental health advocate. Um, mm. Don't plan on going into field. I'm going into a completely different field. Mm. I'm going into cybersecurity. Oh, so wow. I'm, yeah, so okay. I'm into, you know, the computers and um, stuff like that. I've always been intrigued into computers. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't always the case at first, though. Like I started off doing nursing um, okay. at first as a major, but nursing was not for me. <laughs> my mom, she's a nurse, um, okay. so she she. Um, my mom's yeah, a she, nurse too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> See, we have similarities. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so okay. um, yeah, and I was like especially like the classes that I was taking you know in college like Mm. um especially my first two years um I did not like the courses I was taking so I'm like okay this is not for me like Mm. let me choose you know a different kind of path and Mm. that's when I discovered computers because you know I personally like computers Mm. you know and I've always grown up on the computer I'm always doing stuff on my computer you know Mm -hmm. and so cybersecurity was like one that you know really really interest me so yeah that's so interesting I know I don't come across many people that are that are interested in that field so that's really cool to hear about how did you was that a difficult um, shift to make like a difficult decision to kind of make that switch like what did you deal with kind of going through that um you know it was I honestly and I will say this like I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do mm-hmm. so like my like when I graduated high school like you know, I, I even said, like, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. And I'm like, mm. no. <laughs> um, and I was, I really should have, like, if I had to do it over again, like, I would, you know, take a year off, kind of figure like where I wanted to be at that time. But, you know, looking back, that's what I would, I would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at like, when I was switching from, you know, being a nurse or you know wanting to study nursing to you know now wanting to studying cybersecurity at first like it was kind of a switch in the sense that like I was kind of afraid to change my major because I was like oh my goodness I'm changing my major from you know this from nursing saying because I've been always wanting intrigued in the medical field Mm -hmm. to now computers and I was like well I was you know and I and you know, you get that feeling like, oh my goodness, you know, you're changing your, you're switching your major, you know, you feel like, oh, you don't really know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came to the realization that if I don't love what I'm doing now, I'm not going to love it, you know, when I'm actually in the nursing field. So right. that's when I decided that, you know what, cybersecurity, this is where, I, this is what, I, this is where I want to be. This is mm-hmm. where I see myself in the future. Mm-hmm. So but that's amazing that you can t- 
tap into that because a lot of people, I think they don't know if they don't know exactly what would make them happy. The fact that you knew like this field would make me happy is I think kind of like almost a gift. Um, I relate to because I went through that similar situation where I started like um, pursuing the medical field and then recently went through a shift as well. And for me, it was more about like an identity shift. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when you just identify yourself with the certain role that you're going to play or this certain career that you think you're going to have mm -hmm. and the type of person that would be in that type of career. Um, and then you start questioning, like, wait, if I'm not, like you said, if I'm not enjoying this right now, am I going to, it's not like it's going to change that much in the future. Um, right. But making that decision is really hard because, well, for me, it just felt like, so much time has been invested um, mm -hmm. that you feel like you're going to waste time. But I guess in the long run, you'd be wasting more time if you got stuck in a career that you weren't really happy with. You weren't with. happy with. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, you know. And, you know, you know, especially for me, too, like, you know, I'm the type of person sometimes where I'm afraid of change. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're, you know, mm -hmm. if you're like that, too. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, for me, like, I'm, I'm always afraid, like, okay, you know, I'm changing from, you know, for example, for in this case, like one major to another, mm -hmm. you know, but then, you know, as I was saying before, if I didn't make that switch, you know, from, from studying, from wanting to be a nurse to cybersecurity, like, I'm not going to love it in the long run. So it's like, why waste your time in a field that you don't like and, and find a field that you're more passionate about? Right, right. And I also think at this age, well, I didn't, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 23. Okay. Yeah. I think at this age, it's like really hard to make these decisions too, because the world is such an oyster. I hate like <laughs> use it to use that saying, cause it's so cliche, but it's so true. Um, mm -hmm. Because there just seems like there's so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like there's so many like areas that you would like to entertain and you're like, okay, well, this sounds most entertaining to me right now so I'm gonna go with it or do you think it's I'm asking like three questions in one really but <laughs> what I'm trying to ask is I've always had the the mentality that it's never too late to to start something right. so if you're in the career for 10 years and then you're like I loved this for 10 years but I don't love it for anymore for long, for I don't anymore now I mm -hmm. think I can like let me figure out what I want to do now. I feel mm -hmm. like society doesn't tell us that's okay to do, right? Right. And I, I and I agree because you know, you know, okay, if you let okay, let's say you you know somebody sees themselves in like a field that you know they like for maybe like you were saying ten years, but then they want to make that switch. I I agree. Like I believe it's never too late. You mm -hmm. know do you know I'm always I always say like do something that you love mm -hmm. and um you know go for it mm -hmm. you know because you, why do something or stay in something that you don't like mm -hmm. you know and you know go you know follow your dreams you know and go you know do something that you you enjoy and if you enjoy it go for it like mm -hmm. uh, that's exactly the mentality that I have like it's never too late to make a switch it's you know if you don't like something you know go for it yeah. you know that's what that's how I look at it yeah I agree 100 percent. and I also think well do you think it's 
luck that people because I think like we all have this romantic idea or it's like our goal that our passion project becomes our income Mm -hmm. or becomes our source of income do you think it's luck that that happens to people or it's all just hard work like they made their passion project into their source of income I I think you know they you know most people you know um it's more so hard work Mm. you know um so if they work hard at it and let's say they make their passion project into a full-time job Mm -hmm. then you know they work so hard for it and they're making money off of it Mm -hmm. because you know I guess now you can make money off uh, off a podcast off YouTube Mm -hmm. you know um then I don't I you know I wouldn't say that it's luck I think it's like hard work the time the time that they put into it you know mm-hmm. and um so yeah like you know I think you know it's more so hard work if they want to turn like what they're doing into a full-time job mm-hmm. you know more power to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so then I think at the end of the day it's probably just all self-confidence because the right. only way you're going to be able to make this passion project or whatever it is that you love doing, but it seems like maybe a not quote unquote realistic source of income is mm-hmm. if you just believe like, screw it, I can figure out how to make money from this. I just mm-hmm. need to not care what others think about me because I think it's really scary to go after that. And maybe like people you grew up with or your family or people from high school or whatever like what the hell is she doing like right you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. but you have to kind of block out those voices and find that inner strength to just like pursue your genuine passions Mm -hmm. at least that's been my experience like with this podcast even like yeah going after something a little more or just not really going after just doing something that's a little bit more vulnerable Mm -hmm. or makes you more vulnerable I think you have to find that inner source of confidence do you feel like that's something you struggle with a lot with having a podcast you know a a little bit because like um you know I will say um I will be honest my mom was not supportive of me doing the podcast Mm -hmm. however both my my dad and uh, my cousin Vanessa she was they were both very supportive because I think my mom kind of you know looked at it as you know more so oh you know if you put yourself out there you know it's a scary it's a scary thing and also you know you know you're putting she she believed she was thinking that you put yourself at risk of identity theft <laughs> like, mom, really? that's so cute <laughs> <laughs> but, that's so cute that's really <laughs> sweet <laughs> oh my gosh okay yeah I love that, love that. so I'm like, mm. I'm, like, like no, I'm, I'm like no mom that's not what it is you know <laughs> I'm just opening myself up to be you know vulnerable so mm. you know and then she kind of under you know slowly under understood she still asked me questions about it all the time Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um because she's because she um you know during you know her time you know it was very different like podcasting you know wasn't very popular YouTube 
actually never even existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, YouTube wasn't never even existed. And, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't know that people can actually make money and stuff off of it. And mm-hmm. they turn it into a full time job. So mm-hmm. she didn't really understand it until kind of like when I started doing that, even though she still asked questions about it. But you know mm-hmm. so for you is it about like the connection with people or is it about just like coming on here and just talking like what is kind of the like what drives you to do it I think you know mainly you know connecting with other people and connecting with my listeners mm. you mm-hmm. know I mm-hmm. think that that's what keeps me going keeps me doing it um mm-hmm. you know as much you know, and hoping to do it as long as possible long term, you know, because Mm -hmm. I, because I really, I really found out that I love it, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what, you know, keeps me going with the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've kind of treated it like my own, like, kind of personal diary. I don't, sometimes I can't journal because I just can't, there's so many thoughts sometimes that getting it on paper is a little bit difficult for me. So Mm -hmm. I'll just sit here and kind of like vomit for an hour. And then I'll be like, I didn't even know what I was going to sit and talk about today, but I guess I had a lot on my mind. Mind. So I'm just like, I guess I'm like treating it like a free therapy session for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it is very like, it's very vulnerable because it almost gives you more range when you're doing like solo episodes Mm -hmm. because there's no one probing you. It's really just you putting out whatever's like coming through. And it's up to you how much you want to share or not share, obviously. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and there, there's some things that like I want to open up about. And mm-hmm. then there's also some things that I say, you know, why don't I just keep it private? Mm-hmm. Because like, I don't think I don't really think I want to put my whole life on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I want to keep some things private, but also, you know, share, be vulnerable with other people because I believe like that others can connect but Mm -hmm. there's also like a point where I'm like okay there's this that has to stay off the internet Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um you know but there's other things that like you know you can put out there I think this is okay to put out there so I have Mm -hmm. to like you know kind of set boundaries with myself like what I put out there versus Mm -hmm. what's gonna be private I think that's where I struggle a little bit is like finding the line I don't know exactly what the line is yet for me and I also think it's because I just really I I don't care a lot of the times like what if what someone hears about Mm -hmm. me because I'm like if if you heard something about me and then you judged me because of something you heard that just means you don't you don't know me if anyways if Mm -hmm. if if all it took was for you to hear something I said on my podcast and then you were like judging me in some way I then I obviously obviously know you don't even know me as a person so for therefore I don't care but Mm -hmm. that's why it's hard for me to like find the line of what (laughs) what to share and what not to share share yeah because there is something kind of I don't know if romantic's the right word but Mm -hmm. I guess romantic's the best thing I could find right now romantic in keeping like some things to yourself like not sharing everything it makes makes things more mysterious <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah makes you a little more of a mysterious person um I've also just never been a mysterious person I open up really quickly so I'm kind of the opposite of you in that way like I'll mm-hmm. meet a stranger on the street and be like here's my life story right <laughs> what's yours <laughs> you know yeah. and I think you know with the podcast you know especially for me it's allowed me to open up more like mm. 
like I'm opening up like in ways like I've never opened up about you know social anxiety to Mm. you know anybody except you know certain people like for for me like my cousin like she and I we talk all the time on the phone Mm -hmm. so I'll mainly you know open up a lot to her but Mm -hmm. like to others people like Mm -hmm. a stranger on the street Mm -hmm. you know not so much Mm -hmm. because I I think maybe you know I want to get to know the person first like Mm -hmm. before I start telling them my whole life story right but like um if I you know know if I know you like and I've known you for years then you know I and I feel comfortable opening up to you like then I'll open up to you but like um if it's like a complete stranger you know um I I guess maybe I keep some things a little private but then you know and then after after a while you know I'll open up but you know I because I because I literally won't like you know see somebody on the street and just here's my life story <laughs> like you do <laughs> but but yeah I, but maybe now I will probably do <laughs> no 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't say go do that it's just my style of communication yeah. <laughs> but in a weird way it does really allow me to connect with people really easily because they see how quickly I am to be vulnerable so they kind of connect with me really quickly that's mm-hmm. kind of why I wanted to get into the medical field a lot too because I knew I kind of have that skill um but I'm curious to hear more about your stance on like social anxiety specifically just Mm -hmm. like if you don't mind me asking like what your kind of what the core of what you think the core of social anxiety is like what is the is it like a feeling of making sure you're behaving a certain way in a social situation is that like kind of the core concern um so Social social anxiety is kind of like, you know, you feel like everybody is judging you. Everybody's Mm -hmm. pointing that finger at you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of how how I define it. Um, Everybody is like judging you. Everybody's, you know, and then you start to believe it in your head that like every second person is judging you and really everybody's just going about their business Mm -hmm. and doing whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. you know so like you know in your head you're always thinking that somebody's judging you you have to you know like you're saying behave a certain way so that you know people don't look at you like oh you're you're socially awkward so Mm -hmm. like you know that's how I view social anxiety it's like you know it's really to me just like voices in your head thinking that people are judging you when really they're not you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um you're gonna say something so do you think because I've I've dealt with this kind of in group settings a lot I don't do as well groups I do better one-on-one than in a group setting in mm-hmm. a group setting I get like a little more overwhelmed in that sense where it was kind of what you were saying of just like I have to behave a certain way I feel mm-hmm. this a lot at weddings which is why I don't really like going to weddings a lot sometimes because mm-hmm. I feel like there's just a lot of eyes on you but in reality and I'm not, I'm not talking about weddings specifically, just social gatherings in general. Everyone, I feel like, is actually feeling social anxiety altogether, maybe. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking that they're judging me, but in reality, you're like you're concerned about how they're judging you. you right. And so in reality, no one's judging, judging anybody. anybody. Like, right. And like yeah. everyone's <laughs> just concerned about their own behavior and how they're actually behaving in the long run. So it's kind of funny. Like we're all like just doing this talking to ourselves of you're being looked at, but in reality, no one's looking at you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I I agree with that like that's kind of what it is. And you know, like 
with social anxiety, like some of the things that I've experienced, like, um, you know, growing up, you know, um, like, especially when I'm in a group of like, I don't know, 10, 12 different girls my age, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, you, I don't know if, like, I get, like, really bad, like, heart palpitations, mm. you know, yeah, which, and then I start to get really shaky, and then I start to stumble mm. on my words, and that's, that's, and then that's when I kind of isolate myself, and mm. I'm like, okay, let me go somewhere else, I kind of mm. want to be somewhere else, and mm. yeah, so, like, those, like, were some of the stuff that I've experienced growing up, like, mm. I would constantly isolate myself like everybody um let's say are talking to each other I'll probably stand more towards the back or go Mm. far away from that group of people you know Mm. is it because you felt like you can't like engage in what they're talking about or okay yeah yeah it was it was kind of like more like okay I can't really engage Mm -hmm. it with Mm -hmm. with what they're talking about Mm -hmm. and it's like so well if I can't really engage with what they're talking about. Maybe I'd rather be by myself, you mm-hmm, know, and away mm-hmm. from these people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I relate a hundred percent. I think for me on top of that, I also, so I said, I don't really struggle with anxiety, social, social anxiety, but I guess I do in specific circumstances because mm-hmm. like for me, the first thing that comes to mind with social anxiety is I'm not really like, I don't drink. I don't party. Like I'm not really into that. I never really have been like, I kind of tried to in college and it just, it was never that interesting for me. So Mm -hmm. even now when I'm like in those settings where, you know, maybe it's like someone's birthday and like, you need to be in that mood of like, let we're having fun. Like everyone's having, it's still kind of hard for me to get there. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I'm being the party pooper or like a downer on the group. So I try to like keep up that energy, but Mm -hmm. in the long run, I'm like, this isn't me. And I kind of feel like I'm pretending to like fit in with this group right now. This group. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now I'd rather be at home with my cat. Like, just... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel, it just feels like so rude being that way. But I, that's why I think it's also important to like know your circle and know who to surround yourself with. Um, but sometimes, and maybe, I don't know if you agree with this, but I've, created so much of like a dynamic where I know the social situations or the groups of girls or guys or just groups in general that I'm not going to be my fullest self and so Mm -hmm. I'll avoid those situations on purpose like yeah just learn my boundaries and -hmm. it's gotten to the point where like it's actually hard to make those social connections now because most people don't want to most people do want to kind of have more of that like social energy with like people and fun and like you know I get it it's fun but for me it's just not like what I'd most like to do I sound so boring no no you're good you're good (laughs) I sound so I agree I don't want to have fun with you guys in a big group (laughs) but like yeah it's gotten to the point where like it can almost be like a little bit socially isolating where you're like, all right, you can't complain about not having these big groups of friends to go out with because you're saying you don't feel good in those situations. So like, what do you want? Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying because like I've, you know, until recently, like, um, because I, me like my cousin and I we went like I was actually in South Carolina because that's where she lives and um I've never been out to 
a club <laughs> before before okay. that time <laughs> oh my god yeah. okay uh -huh. so like that was my first like time going and I mean there was a lot of people in that mm. club and I'm mm -hmm. like oh okay mm -hmm. It's a lot of energy so like, I, a lot of energy uh -huh. a lot of dancing <laughs> but I mean I mean I will say it was it was it was fun but like yeah like I was never really that type of person mm -hmm. like to go out and you know all over the place like I would rather like stay home mm -hmm. and like I you know me too like I kind of sound like a boring person mm -hmm. but um you, you know I would rather like stay home and you know maybe watch one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. you know you know with with a with my dog or right you know with my parents and right. just just chill at home so yeah. I'm like you know that was never really my thing either I mean I experienced mm -hmm. it for the first time mm -hmm. you know to, <laughs> to see what it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean it was fun mm -hmm. uh, you know I did have a blast but you know yeah like and that was before then I was kind of feeling like I was missing out because I've right. seen everybody going out everybody mm -hmm. partying everybody drinking mm -hmm. you know doing whatever it is they're doing and I'm like man you know I'm 23 and I feel and I've never done any of those things mm -hmm. before so like I'm I was kind of feeling the the FOMO like the fear of yeah. missing out you yeah. know and um I, I I I I had to you know tell myself and this is something my cousin told me was like you know you will get to experience those things even if it's like later on in mm -hmm. in life you mm -hmm. know and you know, I finally got to experience it, which I mean, it, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure it was fun. But then you re you also experience it and it comes to a certain point in the night where you're like, okay, I've seen what this is about now and right. I'm ready to take these shoes off. <laughs> I'm, ready <laughs> exactly. to, like, I'm ready to get all right, my, all right, sweat. No, my feet hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's never like as glamorous as you think it is. And even like being in the club, you think it's like this. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's like, there's some it, it gets crazy but it's like you also see that there's people that don't want to be there and like there's people just kind of like chilling on their phone and like it's not as like hyped up as you think it think is it you know what yeah. I mean like everyone mm -hmm. is just trying to like you know experience I feel like we're all just trying to do things that make us feel more alive and for some mm -hmm. people that might be going to the club for some people that might be at home, like reading a good book. And for some people, it's like extreme sports. Like, I feel like we all have something that gives us that, that experience. And we're all like chasing that. But I also mm -hmm. think it's good to like experience all of them. Right. You can see what it is for what you. Is, right. You yeah. know, you can kind of see like, you know, if you like it, if you don't like it, like for me, like if you like going out to a party, if you, mm -hmm. you know what, if you don't, um, you know, and if you, like if you like to travel like you know I also want to travel too mm -hmm. so like um I've you know I've been to Canada and I and there's also a couple countries a couple other countries I want to go to like mm -hmm. one of them is like England because mm -hmm. I have um I have some family that live in England and then Jamaica too I have I have a lot of family that, that lives in Jamaica like I like I have an aunt and an uncle that lives there never met them however I've talked to them on the phone multiple oh, times wow. yeah that would <laughs> so, be so cool so like it would be like so cool to kind of you know meet them in person because my family's big both on my dad's side and on my mom's side mm. so I have a big family like I have you know family here in Florida you know and that live in the states family in Canada mm -hmm. family in Jamaica 
family in England <laughs> and some other family members that my mom talks about that I don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool that you have that option though. That's really cool that you have the option to do that. Yeah. And you know, like I was, I'm the type that, you know, I like to, I like to experience, you know, new places, new things. Mm-hmm. You know, I like mm-hmm. to experiment a little bit because, you know, I want to do these things when I'm young mm-hmm. and now so that like I'll have some stories you know, later on if I ever have any kids mm-hmm. and have and, you know, tell like, you know, some of my experiences and, you know, hopefully like in the in the future when I have kids, like we can travel together mm-hmm. and yeah, they yeah, can yeah. Exp- and then they could experience, you know, their, you know, and kind of know like our family and how big our family is yeah. and stuff like that, our family traditions. So yeah nice to have that option that's really cool yeah traveling is like a huge passion of mine too I think it's like again I I'm also very into that like I always want to try like a new experience not that I get bored like doing the same thing but I'd rather like try something new than than spend another weekend like doing the exact same thing same thing yeah but then you also realize there's only so many options and like new experiences <laughs> yes <laughs> there's only so many things you can do like what can you really do and do- you can travel that but that's I think that's why we're drawn to travel too there all you can really do is like see new places I feel like right you mm-hmm. know there's like there's like so much in the world you know that you know you know a lot of people want to experience and mm-hmm. I think that's why you know traveling is something that mm-hmm. you know a lot of people like and, mm-hmm. and you know we like to experience new things and you know just to instead of like doing our regular routine every single mm-hmm. day and kind of sticking to that mm-hmm. like you know we we like to you know experience new things and you know trying to think of the word that I'm trying to use right now but um you know put it put ourselves I don't like in that. put ourselves in new in new situations in new situations yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I think that's what we're meant to do I don't think we're meant to like have these routines and always live like the same day there was like a saying I heard the other day it said like don't live the same year how did oh god don't live the same year every year for 50 years and say it was a life or something like that so it's like always having that variety, I think is really important, or maybe variety isn't the right word, but always being open and like just vulnerable to new experiences and Mm -hmm. letting them come and just not fighting them too. Like that is something I struggle with too, is like being afraid of change. Yeah, me too. Reframing our our mindset on that, right? That like Mm -hmm. change isn't bad. It's happening because maybe it's happening because you need change right now and you've been stagnant for a while and like you're not having the change happen so like you're going to be forced to to go through a change right now so yeah I think that can I think that can happen and and we're just but it's not natural for us to accept that it's more natural for us to to think we should be we're very habitual creatures (laughs) (laughs) very habitual yeah yeah we know we are very habitual creature habitual creatures you know we we you know want we're we're not supposed to you know stay in the same place mm-hmm. you know um every every single day we're supposed to like kind of you know go out into the world and you know explore exper- explore experience mm-hmm. new things yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think but i think it's really hard to do that because 
that's not what society tells us. It's like college, job, right. marriage, yeah, marriage kids, kids. white picket fence, and right. anything that branches out of that is mm-hmm. like seen as a bad thing or like you don't know what you're doing or you're just a mess like right like here a mom of two kids like suddenly quit her job at 40 years old because she hated it and wants to pursue something else I feel like the projection would be that she's not a good mom or right that she's being or risky she- but it's like no she's probably a better mom because she's making this decision for herself to be a, which is going to make her probably a better person which is going to make her a better mom Mm-hmm. and show yeah. up more fully right you know I you know I think yeah you're right society just tells us that there's one way to doing certain things college mm-hmm. marriage college you know job marriage kids but it's like you know if like let's say somebody you know like you're saying quits their job after 10 plus years and they want to um, do something else mm-hmm. you know it's like you're 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 looked at by somebody else and say oh oh she's you know she doesn't know what she's doing or mm-hmm. she's you know she's making these changes you know she you know or blah 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 whatever other people say and it's like you know you don't know like that person's situation and right. I and you can't walk in their shoes mm-hmm. so you know before you judge somebody um for doing something you know why not listen to them or, you know, and kind of, you know, support them along their journey. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, right, hundred percent. And I think a lot of the times too, when that judgment does happen, I do think a lot of it is just projection from maybe you want to have the balls to do that. Maybe you want to have the courage to say, I'm miserable in my job and I want to quit tomorrow. And you see someone else do it and you're like, well, they're responsible and they don't know what they're doing, but maybe it's just you projecting that you want to be able to do that or you want to have the courage to do that and or maybe you don't and you're just like a really bitter person but it's probably it's probably a projection and like you said why don't we just support people putting themselves first yeah right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I, I I think I think that that is so important like I I can't stand when people you know judge other people because like you know and even YouTube I see this like when their favorite when you know your favorite influencer posts something and then you see comments negative and you see pure hate comments Mm -hmm. about you know oh you know this person should just go go out go out and get a get a real job well you you are not in their shoes like Mm -hmm. maybe that person wants to pursue their business full time Mm -hmm. you know maybe they don't want a regular nine to five Mm -hmm. job Mm -hmm. you know and you know, for you to judge them and say, you know, oh, you know, this person is doing YouTube full time or making that their full time job. And, you know, they need to go out into the real job because YouTube is not quote unquote, a real job. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if they want to pursue that, you know, why are you, you know, commenting hate hateful things yeah yeah and it's like who are you yeah who are you to say that who are you to say (laughs) meanwhile they're probably making 10 times your income on freaking YouTube so it's like right so it's it's all just judgment (laughs) yeah and I I I see that you know sometimes and I'm just like you know you guys and you know I just feel like some people who post hate comments they're just bored Mm -hmm. you know and they just have nothing to do it's like 
boyfriend go read a book or yes <laughs> because you'd never say that to someone in person like imagine someone was talking to you about something they're doing and you're like why don't you just get a real job like what are right. you doing or <laughs> whatever the hate comment is or like that thing you're doing is stupid you would yeah. never it's like the safety of the anonymity of being behind a computer screen and mm -hmm. just being able to be a troll. Meanwhile, it's like probably some one in their like mom's basement just being like, <laughs> like bitter because of their life situation. Right. And but it's so easy to 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 do that because you know there's no consequence for doing that. Right. And it's like it's like, you know, sometimes when I, you know, read hate comments on YouTube, I would just be like, I, boy, I would love for you to go up to that person's face and actually and say, and actually that. Actually <laughs> say that. <laughs> they would never. They would never. And, I, and I'm like, you would never do that. You no. would have the balls to do that. <laughs> no, they would never do that. No, no, no. Yeah, we definitely need to just encourage more support for just people in general for 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 everyone for creators for artistic people for the people that want to work the nine to fives for for everyone I feel like everyone should just have that everyone does have that freedom but everyone should also have the the freedom in terms of judgment like there shouldn't be judgment around what people want to do what it's what it's no one's business what someone else is doing right <laughs> it's just yeah. about it just baffles <laughs> me that it's still a conversation that we're having yeah and I don't know if it's a conversation that's ever going to go away but I'm hoping that we could get there we can get there and you know yeah. we you know I love you know especially you know women supporting other women and mm -hmm. other other women and like you know podcasters supporting other podcasters and you know youtubers supporting other youtubes even if you have like a nine to five like you were saying like you know I support you you know go you yeah. but like I just feel like you know I, I don't know if we're ever going to get past that conversation of like, you know, so, you know, mind your own business, you know, kind of like, um, you know, and support that person, whatever that, whatever, whatever they decide to do, mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, hopefully, you know, in the future, you know, we can, we can get to that stage where we're, we're supporting other people and we're not hating on each other just because, you know, we decide to do something, we're supporting each other, you know um yeah. you know through whatever it is that we're planning to do yeah yeah and I think that all just comes back down to like everyone being it, it has to come down to our ourselves I think the core of all of this is ourselves because if you don't feel confident in what you're doing and I don't feel comfortable in what I'm doing of course <laughs> we're not going to be able to support each other and we're just going to judge the person in front of us so it's all self-work and I guess it's all mental health and like how stable you are with yourself so that right. you are able to support the other people in your life because otherwise you just it's like pouring from that empty cup cup metaphor mm -hmm. right right yeah <laughs> that was beautifully said from from you I like that example you were just giving so thank you and I think that's a really good point to to end at um right yes thank you so much for taking the time today I really really appreciate it please thank you so so much for having me <laughs> yeah absolutely I've been like following you for a little while now so it's really cool to like actually be able to sit down and just like chat together and get to know each other so it's, it's just really cool when you hear people like you hear creators through their podcasts and then actually getting to 
chat is really chat really with cool. them yeah yeah the and internet. i love like <laughs> you know i love your podcast you know i've because i've i've been listening i've been listening on spotify thank every, you so yeah, much every you post every mondays or tuesdays yeah i try to post every monday or tuesday monday's mm -hmm. usually my recording day mm -hmm. um this like the struggle for me is not the recording it's the posting because <laughs> i'm like oh i start listening to it and i'm like no this isn't but i always end up posting it even if i don't fully like it because i just want right. to be as raw as possible but thank you so much for listening that means a lot to me like someone would sit and listen to my podcast that just means so that means the world honestly yeah it's no really problem cool to me yeah, yeah and I love listening to yours as well I really think you have lots of good info on there and I feel like people that are really into mental health would love yours maybe more than mine because mine is a little more uh personal diary style <laughs> no I think <laughs> you know? I honestly think people will love your your you too because you know you you're you're very vulnerable you know at, and as I'm listening, I'm like, wow, you know, just listening to somebody, you know, even very similar to me, like we have very, mm. you know, just getting to, we, you know, and in this conversation that we've had, like, I really think that we have very, we have similar, yeah. you know, things you know yeah yeah it's yeah. so cool that like I mean where where is like the opportunity that me and you would get to meet with all the people in the world and like how would our paths ever cross so that's so cross. cool that like we're able to use social media to do that that's why I love like giving props to social media too like it's not all just like awful for you that you can meet so many cool people on there like so many people this is yeah. so cool that we get to do this so yeah yeah thank you so much again please let everyone know where they can find your your podcast all your um, information and all your handles yeah so um you guys can follow me at, at the take 30 podcast and you guys can also follow my personal page it's at holloway underscore erica 99 okay awesome Thank you so much again, Erica. And thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye.